Welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? A show where our host engages in a lively conversation with the guest. The guest chooses the topic and the host has no prior preparation or knowledge of the topic. Please note that the opinions expressed on this program are the opinions and views of the host and the guests and are not necessarily the same opinions and views of Al Seeger or Point of Insanity Game Studio. And now, here's your host, Chad Knight. Good evening and welcome to Whose Podcast Is It Anyway? Episode 42. Welcome to my mind mare. Read a good book lately? Watched a good movie? Watched a great movie about a book lately? Tonight I want to talk about a movie coming out in August. And it's based on one of my most loved stories. Arguably one of the best books I have ever read. Full disclosure, I love the works of Stephen King, a modern day horror writer that puts real life, the scariest thing imaginable, into stories that scare the shit out of you. Finally, coming to the big screen is The Gunslinger, book one of the Dark Tower series. I can't wait to see this. The story of a man who searches the world over to find a man in black, a dark wizard who has killed his father and seduced his mother. He meets a young boy from New York City who has fallen through a portal into this world. Jake is taken from him by the man in black. I'm going to stop here and tell you, it's been a while since I read the series of books. It's seven books, by the way. And maybe getting some of book two meshed in together with book one here. So I'll stop ruining the plot of the movie or maybe giving you a writing of the movie that doesn't exist because it's only in my head. Suffice it to say, I don't expect this movie to be as good as the book. I started making a distinction between books made into movies and movies made about books a long time ago. When I saw one of the Harry Potter movies with a friend of ours, she spent the whole time complaining about why didn't they do this or why didn't they do that. And did the movie give you enjoyment? I mean, that's that's what I'm looking for. Was I entertained? When the name of a book, let's say, is what got me there, I only want to know two things. One, was it recognizable as the book in movie form? And two, did I enjoy it? If one is a no, then maybe they should have done something different or called it something different and somewhere in the movie thrown in an homage to what got them to write the movie in the first place. If two is no, then one doesn't matter. If I'm not entertained, why does anything else matter? End mind mare. All right. So returning from episode 16, uh, we have Ashley Bishop with us tonight. Uh, last time we talked about animal sex and your job as a humane officer. So what's new, Ashley? Uh, not a whole lot other than my twins turning two. Yeah, two. two. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The best part is you can ask them, what does a cat say? Meow. What does a dog say? Oof. What's a zombie say? Rah! <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I have a new portion in this part uh, where I will ask you five questions and you get to answer them. Okay. All right, so are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Your favorite food? Oh, that's a good question. I you don't... know, it's funny. That's This is the third time I've done this, and every time people are like, really? Um, Jesus. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, I don't have, like, just one. Maybe chocolate. Okay. Pretty much if you give me anything in chocolate. 
I'd probably eat now, it. Now, are you a milk chocolate, dark. a dark chocolate, or a white chocolate? White chocolate isn't chocolate. That shit's disgusting. <laughs> it is chocolate. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it does not, not have cocoa in it. It doesn't have cocoa in it, but it does have the the uh, the cocoa uh, butters in it. Yeah, it's disgusting. I actually uh, like white chocolate, uh, but okay, fair enough. Um, I prefer dark over milk, but I'll take milk if that's all I can get. How dark? I I like it sixty percent or better, even sometimes, Ugh. as long as I've got enough sweetener to go with it. <laughs> yeah. The... I, I I don't like the the bitterness, but I like it if it's sweet. Okay. Okay. All right. Your favorite band or musician? Ah, uh, you, you know I don't really particularly have one. I listen to a lot of different genres. Mm -hmm. So between country, you know, one of my favorites from country is Alabama. Okay. Um, or Josh Turner. Oh my God, I would screw that man's vocal cords if I could. <laughs> this All is right. not family friendly, right? No, no. <laughs> or or Billy Gilman, who I don't know if you're familiar with Billy no. Gilman at all. Uh, when I was a kid, he he's roughly my age. Okay. And he came out at 11, 12 years old, you know, as a singer. Okay. And one of these days I'm going to have to show you a picture of Billy Gilman and my husband. Tim looks just like him. Really? Okay. Yes. Third, your favorite game, RPG, board game, card game? Um, Maybe Settlers of Catan was one, or Red Dragon Inn. Okay. We turned Red Dragon Inn into a drinking game, so... I, it is a drinking game. Yeah, but we actually drink to it. Like when you do four, uh, four shots or whatever. Four shot or four um, of the fire water mm -hmm. is equal to one shot. Okay. Or you know everything else is a sip. Okay, that sounds painful. Uh, can be. The morning after. <laughs> can no, be. No, <laughs> I the way I play Red Dragon in that sounds painful. <laughs> Especially when you uh, have the chance for taking up to nine drinks. Yeah. If if somebody keeps slipping you a Mickey and then... Yep. Yeah. Your biggest pet peeve. I know we all have a lot of them, but what's the, oh. what's the one? What's the one that really... I'll go with my most current one. Okay. Uh, arrogant assholes who should be trying to do things to better the community but decide that it's better to just uh say no i'm not going to hook my son up with her because she's a crater face and you can't go from a ferrari to a corvette okay i'm not sure what the pet peeve is there but yeah I... that, that he's such an arrogant ass and still holds the position that he does gotcha all right and your favorite TV show, podcast, uh, radio program, your favorite form of entertainment? Um, right now I've gotten really into the Gilmore Girls. Okay. Um, I didn't watch it as a kid. Okay. So um, I've gotten into that, but I've also picked up books recently again. Um, and I'm actually starting a series that I didn't realize was a series until I read like three different books from it. And then I'm like, oh shit. This is like in the middle of the series. This all works together somehow. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going back to the very beginning. What, what series? Uh, the Eve Duncan series by Iris Johansson. Oh, okay. I 
no clue, but okay. She's an, a, a forensic anthropologist who lost her daughter, and so she actually recreates, she'll take a skull and put a clay face on it, and she gets okay. wrapped up into all these mysteries and stuff. So gross shit. Kinda. However, speaking of your Stephen King, uh-huh. on my way here, there was a very large murder of uh, crows. It was really disturbing over by the middle school. Why is that disturbing? Because it was a very large, like, there was a large number of them. Well, maybe there's a body there. I mean, who knows? <laughs> I don't think I left one there, but <laughs> you never know. So, anything else you want to tell people since the last time you were here? That doesn't have to do with your topic, obviously. We'll get to that in a moment. Not really. It's doing the same. Well, okay. No, actually. I uh, got to go to Ohio to assist the ASPCA. Oh, okay, yep. I remember when you were gone on that. It was a yeah. big secret. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there was five different cases down there. Four of them were dogfighting, and one of them was a hoarding case. Ah, uh, And there was okay. like 200 dogs at the shelter. Okay. That's, yeah, that's that's a lot of dogs. Well, it was, they were from all over the U.S., um, so start, there was four different states involved, and it was huge. Ah, and that's why you couldn't talk about it? Right, because the cases haven't been completed yet, so they the animals are still held for evidence. Gotcha. All right, well, we're going to jump into Today in History, and then we'll come back and we'll, we'll okay. talk your topic. Sounds good. So, uh, Today in History, I get all my facts from www.history.com slash this day in history. I don't know why I do that with my hand when I do every week. <laughs> Nobody I do can this, see you. I know. <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> Every week I do the history thing, and I'm like, I get my facts from blah, 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 and I do this hand thing. And I don't know if it's just the actor in me, or if I think I'm doing Shakespeare here or something, but... Anyway, today in history, May 19th, 2006, the Da Vinci Code opens. Amid a firestorm of publicity and controversy, the director, Ron Howard's big screen adaptation of Dan Brown's mega best-selling thriller, The Da Vinci Code, debuts in theaters on this day in 2006. Howard directed the $125 million film from a script by Akiva Goldsman. The pair had previously won Oscars for their collaboration on 2001's A Beautiful Mind, starring Russell Crowe as the brilliant mathematician and paranoid schizophrenic, John Nash. Clocking in at 2 hours and 20 minutes, The Da Vinci Code starred Tom Hanks as Robert Langdon, a professor of religious symbology at Harvard University. Audrey Tatao played Sophie, the alluring French cryptographer who teams with Langdon to investigate symbolic clues left by her grandfather, a curator of the Louvre Museum in Paris, after he's murdered at the hands of a mysterious hooded figure named Silas, played by Paul Bettany. The acclaimed actor Ian McKellen also appeared in the film, playing the campy and eccentric British academic Sir Lee Teabing, who teaches Langdon and Sophie of a secret society formed long ago to protect the descendants of Jesus and Mary Magdalene. Though critics had savagely savaged Brown's novel, published in 2003, it was devoured by legions of avid fans, and by the time the film was released, the book had sold some 60 million copies worldwide. A mini-tourist industry even grew up around the book, as readers rushed to visit key sites mentioned by Brown. Its popularity was due in no small part to the controversy surrounding the book's portrayal of the history of Christianity, the world's largest religion. Some Christian leaders were particularly incensed by the book's claim that Jesus was in fact a mortal man who was married to Mary Magdalene, and that the couple had children who lived who live in France today. 
The most vehement critics of the book's content, many of whom also protested at screenings of the film when it was released, maintained that the, the Da Vinci Code was just a harmless piece of suspense, suspense fiction, but a dangerous piece of propaganda aimed at building the public's distrust of the Roman Catholic Church. Already bruised from widespread revelations of people who claimed to have been sexually abused as children by members of the clergy. A string of authors had already rushed to publish books rebuting the claims of the novel, many claiming to have broken or cracked the Da Vinci Code. The film premiered at the Cannes Film Festival on May 17, 2006, two days before it was released in the United States. Earlier that month, a representative of the Vatican had condemned the film at a conference in Rome as full of calumnies, offenses, and historical and theological errors, according to a story in Catholic World News. Just as book critics had maligned Brown's clunky prose, many film reviewers reacted with disdain to the movie, and just as with the book, neither the protests nor the generally poor reviews failed to keep audiences away. The Da Vinci Code had the third highest opening weekend of the year at $77 million and went on to gross a total of $217 million domestically. I don't know. I I am a Roman Catholic. I've seen the movie. I've read the book. And it's prose. I mean, if you look at it as being something real, I think there's more of a problem there than being Catholic. <laughs> there's probably more of a problem with you. <laughs> right, that's what I mean. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a piece of... Entertainment. Yeah, entertainment. Like any other movie that's putting out, any other book that's putting out, Nowhere in the book, I, I own, I think, three copies of it somehow, but nowhere in the book does it say this is based on fact. No, but as a, so when the movie came out, I was in high school. Um. God damn, I'm old. <laughs> it came, um, let's see, 2006, you yeah. were in high school? I was, I was married for 10 years already. Oh. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah. Um, but... As a high school student who, I, mom kind of, sort of, maybe raised me Catholic, but not really. Okay. You <laughs> it, were raised Christian. Yeah. Well, we didn't go to church frequently. I mean, it was very sporadic, whatever. I never read the Bible. I was never, went through communion or anything okay. like that. So I know very little of the Bible. So okay. as read, reading through the book before the movie had even come out. Um, if you actually read certain things, they did tie it into actual things that you could verify. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I can see where maybe there's not even that people, they had enough truths in it where some people could be easily swayed. Yeah, I suppose I can see that. But I mean, from my point of view, I just, you know, the, the whole thing about it, I mean, I'm I'm one of those bad Catholics. Like when the when the church came out and said this is horrible, I went I got to see this <laughs> because you know that has to do with my personality of always wanting to learn something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like I got to see this, and uh, you know. And then I read the book after I had seen the movie. Actually, it'll be full disclosure here. I didn't read the book till after the movie, and I'm like it was actually pretty close. It was. Um, however, I saw. I went to see the movie with a friend of mine who had not read the book, and she had a really hard time following the movie. I can see that. Um, and so I had to walk her through some because I had already read the book. 
Well, yeah, they 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 took definite places where they went into more depth in the book, explaining what was going on, and they yeah. kind of, especially that final scene in the in the church where they're trying to catch the bad guy. You know, they're trying to catch Silas, yeah. and and then he's not even where they think he's going to be, kind of thing. It's like, but I remember in the book they went into much more detail, and they kind of followed not only Langdon and and Sophie, but they followed um, the, the the pale monk as well. And you kind of right. knew what he was doing. And even though in the book, as you're reading it, you think they're in the same place, they're not. Right. So it was, it was, yeah, I can see where you could get lost at some parts of it. Yeah. All right. So we're here. It's time. What are we talking about this time? Uh, the Saga of the Humane Officer, part two. Oh, we're, <laughs> we're following up the last time. All right. I do not confirm nor deny whether or not there will be animal sex. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to, we'll have to play it by ear. All right, so what what's been going on in the in the world of a uh, of a uh, humane officer since last time? Uh, well, let's start with off, off with animal sex. Okay, <laughs> I think she has just confirmed there will be animal sex in this episode. This is actually uh, I just dealt with this yesterday. Okay. Um, there's also a full moon, mind you, it was on the tenth. Okay. So, Three days before to three days after, the fucking nutties come out. I, calls blow up, and just, you get the weirdest shit you're going to get. Yeah, you know, and it's, it's been one of those things where it has been, and I'm sure scientifically as well, but it's been proven. I mean, I used to work in sales over the phone, and you hit a full moon, and it's just like, <laughs> what the hell? Oh, yeah. Um... So the Humane Society called me because a woman called them because, long story short, all I got out of the Humane Society was the cat was forced to get pregnant and now the cat is on drugs and she knows that the cat is on drugs and because the neighbors are doing drugs. Cat was forced to be pregnant. So this brings and me... And now it's a drug fiend? What, yeah, so... Um, okay, I, this I gotta hear. I explained to my supervisor, I, I just sent her a quick IM, and said, yeah, I just got a call about a cat that was forced into prostitution and drug trafficking. <laughs> I, I just, I, <laughs> she, she actually responded with, excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't get, the, I don't get, and, it, and it's not just people with animals, that People are so damn insane sometimes that they will say stuff like this, and it makes perfect sense to them. Oh, yeah. So, well, here's... You've got to hear Go, the story. Yeah, I, I know, but I... So... You know me. I can't keep my mouth shut either. <laughs> neighbor one brings neighbor two a cat. Cat has an injury. Okay. Neighbor two gets cat healthy. Neighbor one takes cat back for a few days... And next thing she knows, neighbor two has got a, the cat back again, and now she's pregnant. And it was purposefully done, according to neighbor two, because this way neighbor one can keep coming into the house and keep checking on the cat and the kittens and everything like that. And while this is going on, uh, while neighbor one is coming in, checking on the cat, being friendly with neighbor two, neighbor one is drugging neighbor two with PCP. Okay. 
Uh, because apparently neighbor two, who has cancer, doesn't sound to be working, so I'm not sure why she would need a drug test, apparently took a random drug test and tested positive for PCP. I'd like to point out, we don't really have PCP in the area. We have meth, we have heroin, we have marijuana, but we don't have PCP. I, I, I'm not even, or cocaine, I guess, even. I'm not even sure what PCP is. Uh, to be honest, I don't really know either. Okay. Uh, but I know that... I've heard the initials before, but... Yeah, um... But it's, from what I gather, it sounds like maybe a hallucinogenic um, type thing. Okay. Um, but so neighbor one is apparently somehow getting neighbor two high. high on PCP so that neighbor one can now steal from neighbor two. Okay. Neighbor two's dying. Of cancer, apparently. Right. And and so I don't even know why she would have had the, the drug test. Okay? Yeah, I... And as she's explaining all of this to me, I said, why do you think that the cat is on drugs? Well, she's got the same symptoms I do. She She's hypersensitive to touch. She she moans all the time. And, and she's she's um, got a really fast heart rate. I said, ma'am, how fast do you think her heart rate is? Well, I, I Googled it, and I know cats have a fast heart rate, and she's actually still in the normal side for a cat, just on the high normal side for a cat. Oh, PCP, also known as angel dust. Because that helps? <laughs> <laughs> I'm older than you. I know what angel dust is. Um, angel dust, it's a, it's kind of on the same line of cocaine. It's a, it gets you going. Okay. Uh, but it also has a hallucinogenic property, which cocaine usually doesn't. Okay. But, yes, go on. Okay, so the cat is apparently on drugs because it's hypersensitive to touch and moaning and has a fast heart rate. It sounds like my cat every day. Well, see, I said, well, when did she have the kittens? Oh, about four or five weeks ago. I said, well, let me first and foremost put your mind at ease here. I said, the cat's not drugged. She's not? No, your cat is in heat. Moaning. And hypersensitive to touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I have uh, to, on Monday, go back and finish dealing with a cat that was forced into prostitution to get pregnant just so that the neighbor could get into the house. Well, and that's the thing that blows my mind is, how long does it take, how long does a cat gestate for? 63 days. Okay, so two months. So... Could you tell in a week that the cat was pregnant? I mean, it would have had to happen yeah. longer than the week that the, it was gone. Yeah. There are so many questions <laughs> with this one. <laughs> and I don't know anything about animals. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the other thing. Like, she prefaced all of this with, I don't know anything about cats. But here's what's happening. <laughs> exactly. I'm not a doctor, but I played one on TV. Yeah, well, she claims to be an RN. Okay. Which really disturbs me because I also saw some messages that she was sending with very poor grammar and things like that. And I just typically think of people with that kind of degree that may actually be holding a job in that position as somebody that might be able to spell and have proper grammar and punctuation. It would be nice. Okay, it would, but <laughs> what do you call a doctor that gets all C's? A doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose, but, um, Ooh, I got a story about a, uh, I can't say friend of yours, but an acquaintance of yours. All right. I'm 95% sure I know who you're talking about. 
Somebody that required a restraining order? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Monday, I get into work. Mind you, Monday was, what, the 9th? Yeah, something like that. So the day before full moon? Yeah. And I get told that there is a goat down by the kayak course in Wausau. Okay. Well, your buddy has two goats that he's not allowed to have. Yes, I I realize this. (laughs) So I um, spent two hours on the kayak course on the island in the water chasing a goat. Well, that had to be fun. Oh, it was fantastic. I couldn't get to the island and there was no clear rocks, so I had to get in the water. Proceeded to drop my work phone in the water. Everybody gives me crap at work because my work phone case is pink. Only reason I got it back. (laughs) Because I could actually see it in the water. (laughs) That makes sense, yeah. (laughs) Um, Dropped my phone in the water. Chased a goat up and down the island. Um, Not sure how much you know about goats. They do rock climbing their entire lives. Oh, yeah, yeah. So trying to get in there with a bulletproof vest and a full belt and everything else. Yeah, that was a joy. Um, And then I got to one point where I'm like, okay, we're going to have to figure something else out. So I'm going to try to get back to the other side. Um, And there was a rather pointed rock and then a very large flat rock. Okay. Um, So rock, water, big flat rock more water, and then the embankment. Okay. My thought was, get on the pointed rock, jump to the flat rock, and then walk in the water. Well, I get to the flat rock, the water's about four feet deep. So now I'm stuck on a freaking rock. (laughs) Because I can't get back on the pointed rock because I didn't have enough grip to get back. So I'm stuck on a rock, and one of the guys that's there is like, oh, the goat just went up the embankment and it's in the road now. You know, maybe we'll get hit. Then I can catch it. No, no. The Good Samaritans caught it in the parking lot for me. Okay. Well, I stood on the rock going, what the fuck do I do? Am I going to have to call a rescue team? <laughs> yeah, because the water's not exactly slow there either. No, no. it was. It's quite rapid. The rocks are extremely and slippery. four feet deep. That's got to be armpit depth on you almost. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I had... My work phone, I had my personal phone, I had my work radio, I had my microchip scanner. Like, I've got all these electronics on me. Um, but with how fast the water was, there was no way that I was going to get across over there. Here, Here's the real question, though. Don't you carry a trink? No. They won't let me get certified for it right now. And <laughs> I that would have made your day so much easier. Well, <laughs> so, um, that was this last week, Monday. Okay. The Monday before, I could have also used a trank. You know, you got to stop going to work on Monday, it sounds like. Well, and it, they were all on days where I had, um, I only went to work from noon until 5 this week because Tim was gone for the guard. Mm-hmm. So I stayed home with the kids in the morning. And um, we had a raccoon that was acting funny and, like, would have let kids walk up to it. Oh, that sounds like rabies. Yeah. So, and... So that was Monday, the Friday, just, you know, three days before, in a very similar area, we had a skunk walking around acting drunk. Okay. 
So, you know, close enough proximity that I'm concerned about rabies. So I show up and I'm on the phone with the DNR with this raccoon trying to figure out what we're going to do about it. It gets up and looks like it's going to attack me, um, which I had absolutely nothing on me but my pepper spray. Because, you know, that would have helped. Well, well, probably not if it was rabies. No. <laughs> it would have been like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> I'm coming anyway. So I have an officer show up to shoot it so we can put it down so no kids get injured because it was right. right near school. School was letting out in an hour. Like, we had to do something. Right, it. right. The officer shoots it. I know he hits it. I mean, it rolls over, starts twitching, and then it gets up and runs away. Just gets up and runs. So we chase it under a deck. Okay. This deck was easily 20 feet long and 10 feet wide. Biggest deck in town. (laughs) And they had, like, maybe a six to eight inch gap underneath the deck. Okay. So we couldn't even crawl under the damn thing. Right. The officer can't shoot the raccoon because there's nothing to stop the bullet. Right. Or it's going to ricochet off of the rocks that are underneath the deck. So it took four of us an hour and a half to finally get this injured raccoon out. It runs into the neighbor's yard, almost attacks the DNR, so he almost got bit by it. (laughs) Robotic raccoons. (laughs) We finally get it, you know, noosed, and the officer puts another bullet in it, and it still took another, like, ten minutes or something. Really? Yeah. So, he was, like, all jaundiced, and his tongue was, like, necrotic and stuff, so I don't know what his deal is. I'm, I'm hoping you're talking about the raccoon and not the DNR officer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, it sounds like you guys shot Rocket. Yeah, no. Well, and then the officer's like, well, do you want to do the report on the bandit that got away? (laughs) And the shots fired. Nice. (laughs) I'm like, you know, if I had a little bit more time on my hands, I think I would. But in this case, you're doing it. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait until I just get to decide if I uh, have to do a report on the prostitution drug trafficking cat yeah you know it's sad it's sad today that people are forcing their cats into prostitution Uh, you know i mean they shouldn't have to do that to provide drug money (laughs) kibble money yeah well so so that's she's got she's got six kittens at home she's got to feed (laughs) well and then the woman starts telling me too that well, you know, and and she's got kids of her own, and I think you should take somebody and look into those kids, because I don't know, with all this fraud going on, I don't think they're hers. I think she got them through some fraudulent way. I know there's ways to get kids in in not legal ways, but... <sighs> yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, like, I don't know. like the... Yeah, it... There's so many, I wonder how much of it is even just she believes it happened. I don't even think the drug test was legitimate. You know, I used to, I used to love it. I worked, uh, for, for a few years, I worked at, um, GNC, which is, you know, it's, it's, uh, vitamins and minerals and, you know, 
whey protein and all that kind of stuff. The but whole we, foods store. Yeah, kind of, except there's no food. It's all just... Well, they got food now. Do they? Well, you got your granola bars and your, oh, yeah. your meal replacement shakes. But and... they always had this one section that had these things you could take so that you would, you know, pass drug tests, especially for marijuana. Oh, yep, and, yep. And that kind of stuff. <laughs> and they never worked. They had a guarantee on them. If you bought it, and then you came back to the store with the empty package and your failed drug test, we had to give you your money back. <laughs> and I will bet you, out of every ten of those I sold, nine of them came back. I never, because I worked at GNC too. Okay. I never got anybody that oh came in for them. Oh my god, I sold, I probably sold twelve a week. Oh, we never, yeah. We didn't Which one did it. you work at? The mall? Um, well, that was a very, that was only here and there. No, I worked up in Vermont. Mountain. Okay, yeah, that's where I worked too. It was, it was the craziest thing. We sold a ton of them when I oh. was there, but. No, no, we didn't sell any, but they also, like, I was telling you about the turmeric earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't sell any turmeric until I got there. And then I, they couldn't keep it on the shelves. And they still can't. I used to I used to do that. They had that little device or little computer you could go on. You could read about the different things, yeah. you know. And uh, the thing I like to push was CLA, Claw. Yeah. And that was the same thing. Once I figured out, oh, it's good for this, this, and this. You know, people would come in. It was it was common stuff too. It was like muscle aches and yeah. blah, blah. I'm like, you need to take CLA. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and we could never keep it on the shelf. <laughs> I even sold my supervisor on it. Really? Yeah. Well, here's the funny thing is when I worked there, at the time, the big thing that came out that everybody was going after was CoQ10. Yep. So, if you remember, that's a long time ago. No. Well, that, okay, it's that, been a while since I worked there. I yeah. Guess. I mean, I think I worked there in, oh my God, uh, let's see, my daughter, my first daughter was born, but not my second. So, sometime in the late 90s, early, early 2000s, because I was born in 99. Okay, but I, well, shit, I didn't graduate until, until 2007. 2006, yeah. 2007. That's when I graduated. This is my 10-year reunion this year. Oh, 10 years! <laughs> I just, I, I, uh, let's see, this year, was 2017 will be my 23rd year. No. <laughs> you only got 13 years on me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was in middle school when you were born, so you know. Yeah, well. You know, the person you were talking about that had such an issue with Harry Potter, her boyfriend was in college when she was in kindergarten, so. Yeah. <laughs> and I've only met him once, so I, I don't really have anything to say about him, but I don't know. He's it, a good guy. I, he just is too reminiscent of Rich. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, you hear him, you was... see him, and you're like, oh my god. It's Rich. <laughs> yeah. Well. Although he's just not into the same kind of things that, well, I guess that we know of. Yeah, he is dating a woman to twenty years. His yeah. Well, my brother is married to a woman that is thirteen years older than him. Uh, my parents were six years different. Uh, my grandparents were thirteen years different. It's hmm. a my wife's a year older than me. I'm. I guess that's more normal in my mind. Yeah. You know. Of course, you and Tim are what? How many years difference in age? A year and a half. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought it was more than that. Question is, who's older? Tim is. That yes. I know. 
That I know. Even though, Even though you to, act older. <laughs> half the time I forget how old I am and usually give people his age, and I'm like, wait, no, I'm not that old yet. <laughs> All right, so what else you got? Oh, now I'm trying to... You put yourself on the spot. I, now I'm like... I know I did. <laughs> well, you know, there's one story we didn't talk about was, God, what was it, a year ago now when I called you and I said, there's a dead deer floating in the river. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, actually, you didn't tell me deer. You told me cow. Oh, yeah, I didn't know what it you, was. You told me it was a cow, which concerned me even more because there's no cows on the river. <laughs> which, but, you know, I couldn't tell what it was, and that was, like, the closest thing from what I was looking at. I'm like, it kind of looks like a cow. <laughs> but all the hair had been washed off, mostly. Or, you know, because yeah. it was bloated or whatever. And I just, I was guessing. But I'm like... That should not be there. That much I knew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, nothing got done about that. They yeah, you told me that. But I, I walked by there again like three days later when it was gone. It probably just went down river even further. Yeah. You know, ecosystem. But at some point it would sink, though, wouldn't it? And then the fish, fish would, would eat, eat it. it. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, cow. We, we, we need to work on your... It didn't look anything like a cow. I don't live in the wilderness. I don't need to know. It didn't that. look like anything like a cow. <laughs> it did too. It had four legs and a head. Well, and a tail. And a t- Well, I couldn't tell if it had a tail because of the way it was floating. At least when I saw it. Oh, because, yeah, I could clearly see the head and it was like. Yeah, you couldn't see the head when I, I saw. All I saw was the side and like two legs. And it, it was just, it was the weirdest thing for me. But, uh, uh, in the middle of a city? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even though, because I go walk out on that island on occasion, mm-hmm. I have seen deer out there. Oh, yeah. They swim. Right. They swim out there. Have you seen skunks out there? I have not. There's usually at least one full family of skunks out there. So. But I can always tell when the turtles are out there, because you go walking, and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> as they're all coming off the logs into the water. So, speaking of turtles. I'm chasing the goat, right? Okay. And we're we're underneath, um, like overpass bridges and you know these big concrete. So I'm trying to walk around these. I almost scream bloody murder because I stop and I look and there's a snapping turtle sitting on a rock that I was just about to step on. <laughs> and snapping turtles are not nice. No, no, they snap. Yeah, they 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 and they. I think they call them snapping turtles because if they get a hold of an appendage, they're gonna snap it off. Yeah, there. I mean, it wasn't huge, right? But it was big enough. Um. Oh, and then I had the uh, woodchuck that apparently um was actually right near your office. Okay. Um. And we see all kinds of weird shit back behind our office. There was one year we had the the feral cats back there. Yeah. I told you about those. All the kittens. It, and I had one coworker. She'd go out there and try to feed it sandwiches, and they would take it because they're feral. Yeah. But it was just like, why are you wasting? It's feral cats. Yeah. They'll they'll go get their own fish and yeah. squirrels and chipmunks. And if and... they get a hold of you, they're not going to be nice to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I got a call. It, the call came in as a um, hawk. That was sitting next to a poison box and appeared to be dying. A hawk. A hawk. Okay. So I show up, so I'm, and I'm looking for a bird. Right. That makes sense to me. 
I don't see a bird, but I turn and look, and there's a woodchuck sitting against the building by the uh, gas meter, which okay. is where I was told the bird was. See, at least mine was of the same like type. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't tell you it was a. I don't know. Uh, a bird in the water. Yeah. Well, in her, de- in the woman's defense, who called me, she got the information from somebody else. Oh, so, so you got the end of the the game of telephone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and so I'm I'm calling the DNR because I don't typically deal with wildlife other than you know the raccoon and the skunk that and goat. Well. No, it wasn't a while. It was a... The goat had a freaking collar on it. Oh, okay. So it was domestic. Okay. Yeah. The owner lived in Clark County. She was up here picking up her husband, and the goat jumped out of the vehicle. Oh, I didn't even finish that story. No. Okay, so we're going to go back to the goat. (laughs) And your buddy. So I thought it was his goat. Okay. So I looked him up, find out where he was living, because we still had to deal with the fact that he's not allowed to have goats anyway. Um, and we hadn't done that yet, so I w- went to his house, and I took officers with me because, well, we know, you know, how right. we can be. And um, I said, you know, are you missing a goat? And he goes, he kind of looks behind him. He goes, no. He said, you own two goats, right? Yeah. So they're both here. Yeah, they're right there. And I turn and look, and sure shit, there's the two goats. <laughs> Yeah, I saw I saw his two goats in his truck at Walmart a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he takes them walking in Wausau. He uses them to try to sell his books because people come talk to him about the goats and then he sells them books. Yeah. Um, but so I start telling him, listen, you gotta get rid of the goats. Either either you need to move out into the township or you need to get rid of the goats. You can't have them here. You can't bring them into Wausau anymore because uh, he actually lives out here in Weston. Okay. Um, I said you. The goats aren't allowed. Well, but they're they're my family. They're they're my lifeblood. Okay, but you can't have the goats. I I don't know what to tell you. You can't have the goats. He started sobbing. Okay. Like, like, well, actually, before he started sobbing, he just went completely blank. Like, I had to be like, yo, dude. (laughs) You okay? He's still in there? <laughs> like, he was just completely gone. Um, and then he starts sobbing, so I'm, like, trying to calm him down a little bit, and so I started asking him about the goats, because I want to know, are they potentially going to breed? You know, are we going to have little kids running around? And um, I said, so are, are they male? Are they female? He goes, oh, they're both dudes. You know, I was told not to get two dudes because they'd fight. But I think I got two gay goats. <laughs> All right. I, what else do you say to that? Okay. You got gay goats. <laughs> you got gay goats. They have their own bedroom in his house. <laughs> Why doesn't that surprise me? You would think that would surprise me, but no. No. No, no. not really. Um... So I'm not really sure what's going to end up happening with that one. Um, but I was like, okay, well, I have to go deal with this other goat that I've now spent three hours of my five-hour shift with. And I ended up taking it to Humane Society, and the owner came and picked it up shortly thereafter. Um, I don't think the owner was ever even looking for it. 
but I spent four of my five hours chasing a goat <laughs> on Monday. You know, goats are neat, though. She was cute. Yeah. But they're kind of mean. Or they can be. Or they can be. She wasn't. We There used to be a small zoo near Woodruff. Um, and you could go there. And Jim Pecks. No, not Jim Pecks. There was another one. It was like, um, oh, I forget what it was called. But it was it was like Jim Pecks, but it was cheaper. Okay. So that's where we always went. Because, I mean, let's be realistic. Jim Pecks is expensive. Or whatever I they call it. I haven't been there. Whatever they call it now. It's expensive. Yeah. But there was Warbonnet Zoo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. So Warbonnet, they had goats. Little goat, little kids running around all the time. And if you had food of any sort, uh-huh. they were little fucking terrorists. I remember one time my mother sat down on a on a bench, and she was kind of throwing the you know the food out to the goat. That wasn't fast enough. They actually crawled up on her. Oh yeah. And after her food, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> well, so when I was there as a kid, my hair was down past my butt, almost to the back of my. And head. they chewed on it. No, no, it wasn't a goat. Oh. I was petting a rabbit. My parents actually have a picture of it. A goose came up from behind me and grabbed my hair and started pulling in it. I turned around and I said, Dad, knock it off. <laughs> they, had a, they had a rhesus monkey there at one point. And there's a big sign that says, don't make eye contact. So what do you do? I made eye contact. <laughs> it went ape shit. <laughs> it starts just shaking the cage. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so I just kind of turned and walked away. Like, <laughs> I didn't do anything. And they had the big muskox. Was that there when you were there? It had the big old horns out to here and yes. six foot long tongue or whatever. Yeah. If you went to feed it something, the tongue came out. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> we actually uh, have a, or will have monkeys in Wassa. Really? They're not illegal to have. So somebody's bringing in monkeys? She wants two macaques. I don't know. Monkeys? These are smaller ones. Yeah, I know what a macaque is, but it's just like, what about a gorilla? Can I have a gorilla? Uh, if you want. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you're not in Wassa, so I'd actually have to look at the ordinance out here. Actually, my, my, my recent thing is I want to get a wood, or not a woodchuck, a, uh, a hedgehog. Okay. Because they're cool looking. You can get a hedgehog. I know I can. I just, they have to do it. <laughs> My wife's like, but we have chinchillas. I'm like, yeah, but we don't have a hedgehog. And I'm going to name it Sonic. As long as you don't want to get a skunk. That's no. the new thing I get people wanting. Why? You get them descented, and apparently they're supposed to be like cats. They are. I mean, I've seen skunks out in the wild, and as long as you don't make a sudden movement or something, they don't care. Oh, yeah. Don't kill one and then have to go pick it up. Because <laughs> you will still reek. <laughs> For weeks. So... Monday was the goat, previous Monday was the raccoon, the Friday before that was a skunk that was walking around drunk and acting stupid in the middle of the day. So we were going to go out. And the they... skunks aren't really day walkers. Right. <laughs> and it was walking drunk. Right. So probably rabies. Right. Um, so we go, we show up and it's out at like this scrapyard type area. And they show up with an officer because I'm going to have the officer shoot it and I'm going to take the body and wait to hear from the DNR. And, um, we get out there, and the guys are like, um, 
Well, it was kind of between some I-beams, and we were going to try to move the I-beams for you, but it got squished in the process. <laughs> well, it's at least out of its misery. It was a quick death. Yeah. yeah. The head should be intact, which is what I need for rabies testing. So, um, okay. I, my truck still stinks. It was already dead. It had already released its glands. My truck still stinks. Wow. And it was, I walked into my boss's office and I said, listen, here's the deal. I said, if you can't smell me yet, you will. I said, I deal with skunks at least twice a year, minimum. And every time I stink, I need to go get some of the skunk uh, odor eliminator, odor mm-hmm. eliminator spray. Yeah. And she goes, oh yeah, I can't smell you, but yeah, go ahead and go get some. I came back to the office later and she's like, yeah, after you left, I could smell you. <laughs> I think what happened is after when it released its glands, it was on the ground, and I had stepped in it, so it yeah. was on the bottom of oh, my shoes. So when you walked away, you left a yep. little trail of a stank. It was great, because one of the first times that I actually, I didn't get sprayed, per se, by the skunk, um, but it sprayed in my general direction. Um, I really reeked. Like, they sprayed me down with three different kinds of Febreze, and it wasn't helping. And... I went into the lieutenant's office to ask if I could go home. Uh, one of the lieutenants who, very quiet type guy. Yeah. You know, he's retired now. Uh, didn't really give two shits about anything because he was getting close to retirement. Looks at me and goes, get the hell out of here. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if that's coming out of your mouth, we're going to go now. I'm going to leave. Thanks. <laughs> I didn't mean to come in here. Well, and I even took that time, I actually even took my clothes and... Um, Burn them? <laughs> shut up. Um, we can package evidence into bags that are like heat sealed. Right. Heat sealed plastic bags. I packaged my clothes up and you could smell it through the packaging. Oh yeah, it's strong stuff. Now, what's the... Uh, is there any truth to the old wives' tale of the whole tomato juice thing? I've heard people use it. I I never have. I've never gotten myself... Like skin wise, right? So I just use the uh, odor eliminator stuff, which works really well. Okay, yeah, because when I was a kid, you know, I was always the if you get sprayed by a skunk, you got to take a bath in tomato juice. Yeah, and I've heard it works. Also, there's a recipe you can get with baking soda, uh, dish soap, and vinegar. So you still want like vinegar into the skunk, I guess? Well, I'd take a salad over uh, onions that make your eyes cry. Water. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what a, I don't know what a skunk excretes, but it's nasty. Oh, it is horrible. Like, have you ever smelled fresh skunk spray? I hit a skunk once. Yes. Okay. Because it, you, my car stunk for two weeks. It, even just. Driving next to one on the side of the road is not the same as smelling the fresh oh, no, no, no. skunk yeah. spray. Like, your eyes water as if you had just cut a dozen onions and... On your cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, with garlic. Right. It's it's horrible. Oh, it is so bad. Yeah, I did that. I had a, I had a 1984 something or other. It was a Plymouth uh, Grand Fury. It was an old cop car back when they used the Plymouths. Mm-hmm. And we had picked it up really cheap off of, it wasn't an auction, but some guy had it. I thought you were going to say Craigslist, forgot you were too old for that. 
Ouch. But it was a, uh, it was just a, and it, and it, you know, it had the old cop engine still in the car kind of thing. I mean, you, you hit the gas and you watch it go down. You, know, you just watch the gas gauge <laughs> drop, you know, yeah. type thing. I hit a skunk with one, with it. It was like two weeks. The only time I ever got in that car was when I had to go somewhere. Because it, it was up inside. Oh, and yeah. It was just, oh. And it took about two weeks to get to the point where it was bearable. Yeah. And then it took another couple months to actually be gone. Yeah. It was horrible. Oh, that's okay. I, uh, was it? No, not not that Friday. The following Friday after the skunk. I've had a rough two weeks, okay? <laughs> it sounds like it. There was a dead cat on the side of the road. So I, domestic animals I pick up so I can check them for chips and make sure owners aren't looking for them. And I picked it up and I put it in my truck. I realized Tuesday I forgot to take it out of my truck. <laughs> Ew. I'm uh, guessing that's not a refrigerated back. It's air conditioned. If I turn the air conditioning on, then the vehicle has to be running for that. Yeah. Um, surprisingly enough, it didn't stink. Nor was it gooey. Well, that's good. <laughs> I had nothing worse than a gooey cat. <laughs> well, then you might just put it into prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's... <laughs> That's more of a fetish thing where they want gooey cats. Oh. Oh. That's horrible. These always break down. I don't know why. <laughs> Wait, yes, I do. It's just you and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I do know why this breaks down. All right. So you got anything else or? No. I think that was some of my. That's been fun though. Since the uh, last one. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's always fun when we get together and we talk about animal sex. <laughs> Even though not, not a whole lot of sex this time, just more prostitution, which yeah. just implies sex, but right. it's not sex. All right, so next week, um, I have a buddy of mine, Jason Dean, coming on. Um, he is a writer in the Madison area. Uh, he's new to whose podcast is it anyway. Uh, I have known Jason for a lot of years. We worked in a grocery store together back in high school. And uh, Did you collect the milk bottles there, too? <laughs> God damn, how old do you think I am? <laughs> anyway, uh, I can guarantee, I can almost guarantee an interesting show from Jason. So, ever wonder to yourself, how do I let this guy know how much I like slash hate his podcast? Or think to yourself, man, I'd love to be a guest on his pad- podcast. I have a great idea for a topic. Well, you're in luck. There's two ways to reach out to me. First, you can send me an email at whosepodcastisit at gmail.com. And drop me a message. Or if you're more into the social media stuff, you can find me on Facebook at POI Network. Either way, I look forward to hearing from you. All right, so we're going to end this episode like we end every episode with a quote of the day. This week's quote is, People say I make strange choices, but they're not strange for me. My sickness is that I'm fascinated by human behavior, by what's underneath the surface, by the world's inside people. So that's a quote from Johnny Depp. He's an American actor, producer, and musician. He has won the Golden Globe Award and Screen Actors Guild Award for Best Actor. And he rose to prominence in the 1980s television series 21 Jump Street, uh, becoming a teen idol. So I thought this really fit in with what I do with whose podcast is it, which is I bring people in and I we talk about their lives in, in one aspect or another. So I thought it was kind of a fitting quote to end the the show with, but um, 
Any any thoughts? Do you know Johnny Depp was apparently in Wampa and thought it was the nicest city in the world? Yes. Um, somebody picked him up, took him to dinner, had no idea yeah. who the hell he was. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's funny that he's the kind of guy, you know, he didn't right away go, hey, I'm Johnny Depp. Right. You know, he's just like, this guy doesn't know who I am. That's great. And I get it because I've seen Johnny Depp in a lot of things. And sometimes I don't even know it's Johnny Depp in these movies. Yeah, yeah he can disguise himself he, well. Yeah, he does. He, he's great with that. He's great with, I mean, I watched him in uh, the movie about uh, John Dillinger, and I can't remember what it was called, America's Most Wanted, something like that he was in. And he played the part of John Dillinger. And I'm like, I had just gotten done watching him a year before as Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> You know, yeah. talk about different worlds. Right. And then he played the Mad Hatter in Alice in Wonderland and just all these different things. And he becomes those characters so much, though. Have you noticed he always plays a little bit of a kooky, weird, yes. eccentric character? <laughs> uh, can we say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, uh, when, he played, when he played that role, I was just like, you know, it's not what I was expecting for... You know, uh, what was the name of the character? Um, Willy Wonka? Willy Wonka. Not at all what I was expecting for Willy Wonka. And But I love the movie. I love the original, too. And if you said, okay, you can only watch one of these the rest of your life, it would be the original. Yeah, I'm with you there. But it's I love I love both of them. I, I own both of them on DVD. And it's just, he does something with a character that just kind of draws you in. No matter what he's playing. PCP. Yeah. PCP? He draws you in with PCP. <laughs> but only the first one's free. <laughs> and on that, I want to say thank you for coming out, Ashley. I've had a blast. You're welcome. We'll do this again sometime, I'm sure. Uh, and for all of you out there, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.